Welcome to another special edition of the Out of the Box podcast. We said we would do it, and now we're doing it. Gray Robertson, Tom Canterbury. Tom, how are you? Good. Yes, the, the sirens were going. An emergency pod had to happen. Absolutely, and not just because of what happened in Tuscaloosa on Saturday. No, it was no. the news that came out on Monday. That was much better news than Saturday. Definitely turned my last 72 <laughs> hours around. <laughs> We are doing this special episode because Alabama has found a new assistant softball coach. And it is with great delight that I say it is one of our dear friends, somebody that we both know very well, uh, professionally, personally, somebody who was a three-time All-American at Alabama, who set numerous records, who was a national champion, who was recently doing analyst work with the Seattle Mariners, along with being an analyst for college softball on ESPN. But now she's coming to Tuscaloosa to be a part of the coaching staff. It's Kayla Bro. Bro, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. RTR, I can say roll tide, let's go. Yes. So was the call at the end of the Tennessee game, can I get a roll tide? Was that the awakening? Was that when you were like, I want to be saying that more during games? (laughs) Apparently. uh, I actually, it's so funny that you mentioned that. I've thought about that in... You know, uh, being on TV is really hard because, you know, deep in your heart, you're always going to want success for your alma mater. And that's like one of the very, very rare experiences that you get to show your emotion a little bit. And I I realized that, God, I mean, I was fired up when Jenna made that diving catch. And uh, now I get to celebrate that with them every single day. That Honestly, I thought about that moment when I took this job. I was like, man, I'm going to get to celebrate those little things and actually celebrate them, not hold it inside and keep my mouth shut and just pretend like it's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to talk about, about all of this. Uh, how did this happen? When did this process begin? Uh, I'm going to be honest, when I first heard your name mentioned, I was like, really? And then the more I thought about it, the more it made sense. And now here we are. You're coming to T-Town. Yeah, well, I can tell you right now, um, this came out of nowhere for me when um, Coach Murphy called uh, and it wasn't public yet that Allie was going to retire. You know, he asked me, would I be interested in college coaching? And I said, well, depends. Uh, No and yes, depends on what role it is and um, where it's at. And like I said, it wasn't something I had on my radar. I thought that I envisioned in my head that Allie would retire with Murph and they were kind of in this journey together. And circumstantially, she's got to go home and be with her family, which I, I love and respect because she loves her family so, so much. And she deserves all the happiness in the world and gets to spend time with her mom, her nieces, who are a huge part of her life. So I'm just so excited for Allie and, and the next phase of her life, first and foremost. So when he first told me that she was going to retire, I had to grieve a little bit because Allie is so important to me in my life. She's one of the best people that I know. One of my number one mentors in my life has always been there for me, has always been supportive of me in my career and whatever that is. So um, I definitely grieved her first and had to do a lot of thinking because I wasn't expecting this. I haven't coached at the college level. I've coached at all other levels before, but I haven't coached at the college level and was moving along in my broadcasting career in my life, living in Oregon, Portland, Oregon, about as far as you can get from Tuscaloosa. So um, really, really had to think about this opportunity. And um, there was definitely some uh, back and forth with Murph because, you know, he kind of had to re-recruit me because it's, it's a big risk. I've got a family. I've got a two-year-old, my husband, has a really stable, good job here. So we're, you know, uh, had to really think about all the things. Um, but Murph, kind of some of the key things that were really important for him is that he he loves the idea of hiring a woman, an alum, somebody that's been in the girls' shoes before, somebody that understands what it takes to win at this level, somebody that understands what it's like to win a national championship. And I think beyond that too, somebody that can be a role model for these women because um, he said, you know, you're a mom, you had a really, really tremendous career after softball, you're kind of doing it all. And I want these young women to know that they can have it all. They can achieve their dreams. They can have the family. They can go be incredible women in society and do really big things with their life. And, um, you're a perfect example of that. So that was, um, really important to me. And then, you know, the other thing is, is I'm, 
I'm a clear fit in a lot of ways. I'm an outfielder. So obviously going to take over outfield stuff. One of the best base runners in Alabama softball history. If I'm being honest, um, we so concur. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. accurate. Uh, taking over on that. Um, and then also, uh, just the competitiveness. I think that Murph wants somebody that wants and loves to win. And I can tell you right now, I love to win and I freaking hate to lose. And I want to instill that confidence and that mental approach and the ability to compete every day with those girls. So that, that was really key for me. And, um, personally, I think, uh, have you guys seen, you've seen Ted Lasso, obviously, I don't know oh, yes. to ask you. um, one of the uh, things I thought about, um, that has always kind of like not at my heart for a while is the episode with Roy Kent and he's doing broadcasting and he's sitting at the booth and in the studio and he said you know like I gotta go like we're out here just talking about it and they're doing it so I want to go I want to go do it and be a part of it so yeah that's kind of the process and here we are whirlwinds I'm getting ready to pack up and leave for Tuscaloosa wow I had not made that connection but that is kind of exactly what's happening here (laughs) you are Roy Kent so we're gonna have to come up with a chant of some kind (laughs) You mentioned, you know, when you get this opportunity, you might think, well, it's a no-brainer. It's a great opportunity, but it it is a a major change for not just you, but the entire family, the support system, everything. How supportive have have the people around you been with this decision? Yeah, it's it's been awesome. I've really leaned on a lot of uh, alumni. Some a lot of my teammates have been able to pick up the phone and call. Hey, what do you think of this? And they're just hundred percent supportive, no matter what. I think that's what Bama U is all about. But beyond that, my husband, and I don't think a lot of people know this. Um, my husband and I have been dating since we were 16 years old. So we're high school sweethearts. Um, he played college basketball, but every single year that I played at Bama when his season, he's, his season was over and like, you know, early. And then his, the school got out in May, he would fly to Tuscaloosa and spend a month in Tuscaloosa going to every single game. He was in the stands at the national championship game he is known all of my teammates, Murph, for 15 years now. So he's as Bama U as it gets. Um, he loves Alabama softball. And he has been my number one supporter this entire time because he gets what kind of culture that Murph builds here in Tuscaloosa. And he understands that young women need Alabama softball. Like we have everything we have. I have my job. He actually got his job because of um, a former teammate of mine had a connection in Oregon and he got his job because of Alabama softball, because of somebody we knew through the program. So he gets and is on board with giving up a lot to go impact the lives of women that are going to wear the A. And that's something he's always done. He's always supported me in my career, whether it was broadcasting, playing days, He's my number one fan. And so him and my daughter, Dylan, who's already perfected the Alabama chant, she's like roll tide Alabama. She's got it down. Um, They're going to be a part of the family in Tuscaloosa. So they're, they're the best supporters and Alabama softball is getting two really, really awesome people to join the family. Um, And I'm really excited for the the players to get to know them. And then lastly, my parents, um, my parents were incredibly supportive. You know, they shipped me off to Tuscaloosa when I was 18 years old and gave all the faith in the world to Murph and they're doing it again now. Um, it's hard cause you know, I'm taking away their grandbaby, their only granddaughter. And despite all that, and despite the sadness, they get it. And they're so excited because they understand, um, what Bama softball is all about. And they're going to be the biggest fans. They're going to watch every single game. And I wouldn't be surprised if they end up spending a few weeks in Tuscaloosa every spring and, uh, you know, being a part of it too. Cause it was, my dad told me, he's like, you know, some of the best years of my life was going to Tuscaloosa and being in the program. That's really special. And I, I love how, how supportive everybody has been. I didn't know that about David, how, how connected y'all were even before college. That's incredible. And I'm curious as well from from the Alabama side. I mean, now that it's official, I'm sure you're talking to players and even more alums and Ryan I. Murray and Jaden Spencer to your best friends. I mean, what has that reaction been like? Oh, my gosh. The outpouring of support has been just unbelievable. Um, I've gotten texts from every single player on the team. I've talked to a few. Um, I've gotten all my teammates, pretty much all of my teammates have texted me. And that was probably the most heartwarming thing. Um just to see their excitement and they understand that uh, I'm giving up a lot, but it's going to be the greatest experience ever. And um, 
you know, Murph told me this, he said, you know, yesterday we were talking, he said, when you're laying down, like go look through all your texts, all the people that texted you and love you and support you and just relish in that because you're very loved. And I feel that. So my phone was nonstop yesterday. I talked to a lot of people, um, a lot of people that were really important in my life. And all of them are just all about the tide now. They're all Bama U. They're all really wishing me the best. So it's been, it's just one of those moments, very rare in your life where a lot of people um, tell you how much you'll, they love you and how excited they are for you. And it, I just, I agree with Murph. I got to relish that and uh, use that to, you know, spark the start of something pretty awesome. How much do you think that the fact that you went into broadcasting after your playing career and you spent a decade now kind of watching the sport, not necessarily hold in just Alabama, you've watched the, the entire nation, the sport as a whole kind of grow. How much do you think that's going to help you as you enter into your coaching profession? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that, you know, that's one of the biggest things that and I even I questioned. I was like, I have I've never coached college before. I've coached high school. I've coached um, girls of that age, I've helped a lot of kids get to the college level, um, helped a lot of kids that have earned scholarships, but I've never gotten to really coach. I understand what it takes because I've lived it. But I think what I realized is that the TV stuff, if I hadn't done that job, if I would have done a normal desk job out of college, Murph's not calling me. Um, but I was around the game. I don't think a lot of people realize when you're an analyst, how much prep, how much film we watch, how much I'm, keying into trends. I'm talking about hitting constantly. I'm talking about what other teams are doing um, and getting insight into that and, and watching softball so much. I mean, you guys know this, like softball season rolls around. We're glued to the TVs, glued to our computers all the time, um, staying in, in, in the sport. So I think I offer a really unique perspective because yes, I've only played for Alabama softball, but I understand the broad um, the broader landscape of the game, what's trending, um, who's been really good, who's been really successful and can see um, what ways we can build up Alabama softball to be bigger and better than ever. You know, and I think it's interesting too, that you mentioned the the broadcast side, because when you're a broadcaster, you have such a, a fascinating relationship with these head coaches and your relationship with coach Murphy is I, I, for lack of a better word, complex, because you're a player and then you're an analyst who was covering him and you've got to tell the truth when you're talking on TV about your former team and now you're going to be coaching with him. How can that complexity maybe even help build that relationship stronger while you're on staff? Yeah, no, I think that's a great point because as a kid and as a, you know, 18 to 22 year old kid, you're, I mean, these college kids are, they're kids. Like I say, they're kids all the time because they are, um, you know, you do what Murph says and you follow him because he's the leader and one of the best coaches to ever grace the game of softball. And you listen and you learn. Um, and in his words, you kind of like know your role and shut your hole. Like, <laughs> you, you know, um, and, and it's a different relationship. And through broadcasting, um, I think I learned um, a little bit on how to how to talk to him differently because I had to approach him with the mentality that like, look, like I have to be super objective. I can't be your biggest fan in that, this moment. I have to get um, real answers. I want to get real insight, um, tremendous amount of respect still like always honest, always truthful um, and couldn't hold back on things that I wanted to ask or things I wanted to know. And I think that's really going to help me a lot in the next phase of this is um, you know, I told him, I said, you know, one of my biggest things, if I take this job when we were talking about it, it's like, I want our communication to be next level. I want to trust you. You trust me. We're in this together. We're teammates. And I know it'll be a transition because, you know, we've had so many different phases to your point, Gray, of player analysts, <laughs> now coworkers. Um, but I, it was important to me is that, you know, Murph's always got my back. He's always had my back and I want to do the same for him, but I also want there to be a mutual trust that we're both trying to help this program get better and honesty for greatness. Like the, like the man always says is that uh, I want to be honest with him and tell him what I think and learn from him as well. Cause he's going to make me a better coach really, really quickly. I, this is going to be my 10th season coming up doing the play by play. And like for the first seven, eight years, uh, I do a, a staff rundown during every game. And for the first seven or eight years, it was almost the exact same staff. 
uh, for all that time. And now we've seen a little bit of a turnover. You know, Steph got the job at, at Memphis and is doing great things. Going to be the, you know, the head coach there. Um, Lance coming in and putting his mark on the program. Uh, how much do you think you being uh, someone who's been so close to the program will kind of bring even more stability to the staff? Yeah, you know, we talked about it as a staff. You know, I've had conversations with Lance, Adam, Murph, Ryan, um, really preliminary ones so far. But I think that there is a beauty um, that we're all pretty new at this. We're all young. We're all really fresh. We've got um, a really good mind frame to push this team forward. But we also are all, with the exception of Lance, Everybody on staff has experience with Alabama and we're all embedded in its history somehow, whether it's Ryan and Jaden and I playing. Adam was the volunteer assistant when we won our national championship. So I, I have a great relationship with Adam already. Um, I think he's going to do great things as a hitting coach. So I think what's beautiful is we're all going to bring these new perspective, these really fresh perspectives and kind of a transitionary year. Cause again, it's Lance's second year. It's Adam's first year as hitting coach, my first year, Ryan's moving into a new role and it's, I think Jane's third year is the director of ops. So you have all these pieces that understand the culture and what we're trying to build, but really good, fresh perspectives on how we can do it and how we can keep the Bama U tradition but elevate the program to even bigger and better height, bigger and higher heights. So I think that's, what's really cool is I've had some great conversations with the staff about um, ways that we're going to really work hard, work together, collaborate and improve on Alabama softball. Cause it's, it's going to be an exciting time. But like I said, we're all embedded in building the tradition. Yeah. You talked about the communication with coach Murphy, but I guess that's a good point as well with these assistants. And it does help that, you do have these prior relationships with everybody like Adam, like Jaden Ribs Spencer, who I guess is now the second senior staff member wow, now. Yes. I don't know how that happens. <laughs> and with Ryan, of course, and Lance is easy. I mean, he, he's an easy person to get along with. But but that's something that that I'm sure, uh, you know, is going to be a focal point for you in your first year here. Yeah, without a doubt. I, I want to build the relationships. It was fun. Um, I've been talking to Adam a lot. I I'm really excited for his role. I think he's going to do great. And um, getting to know Lance is going to be a really good opportunity because he's who I know, obviously, least on the staff. But we want to, you know, quickly create a really good relationship with each other. And I think something that we're trying to focus on this year and really excited about is kind of collaborating to create, you know, simple quality, like uniformly delivered messages. We're all on the same page. We're all trying to work hard. Um, and it might sound a little different, you know, we all are going to have our unique ways of coaching, of mental training, of trying to inspire these kids. But I think the big thing is, is that we all want to be on the same page, helping with one strong message. And I think we're going to get that. Are you going to be in the first base coaching box and have you envisioned how weird that will be that it's you and not Allie? Oh my gosh. Yes. I have thought about that. Um, yes, I will. I will be most likely there unless, you know, I'm, I, yeah, I will be there. Yes. Or Murph um, gets tossed and you have to go over. Correct, yeah, yeah. Correct. Um, yeah, I think, uh, it'll be weird because it's been Allie for so long. I mean, she's 25 years. She's been in the first base coaching box and she's so impactful. I can so vividly remember the times that I stepped on first base, you know, double high fived her, and she was like, yes, like I, I can just feel those moments. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be really unique uh, for me to be on the other side of things, but I'm looking forward to it. Cause I think um, what Allie did so well over at first base was uh, she made you feel something. She made you feel joy. She made you feel prideful. She made you like feel fired up, whatever it was. So I'm really excited for the relationship that I'm going to get to have those little chats over at first base with the the base runners. And we're gonna have a lot of them. So many base runners They're you know, they, sometimes they probably won't even see me they'll just go right on. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mentioned it a couple of times, but you know, all the people that are either on the staff or now around the program that have that connection to the national championship team in 2012, uh, Bama U. Um, but it is part of what the imprint that you want to put on the program is that we're, you know, we, we love our history and we, and we're, we're excited about 2012, but we want to move even, even higher past that. Yeah. I think that's always the goal. It's always a dream. Even for me, um, I've always wanted this program to thrive, whether I was playing soon enough or not. I think when you win a national championship and 
you realize what this program means to you. You don't want to be the only one that does it. You don't want to be the only national championship team. You want this program to continue. And so I think what's really cool is um, that, you know, nobody on the staff is going to have too big of an ego. Like we, we just want to work. We just want to continue to get better. We want to work hard. And I, like I, I mentioned at the beginning, uh, I'm not a fan of losing. I hate it to my core. You can ask anybody when we're playing cornhole gray. Um, How dare you? <laughs> wow. Um, it's a deep cut. I'm, I'm out. See ya. Just kidding. Keep going. Yeah. Bro. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's, uh, I've always wanted to achieve greatness in everything that I did. I always want to make the program better. My senior year, we ended up finishing like eighth in the SEC. And then they went to the, played in the national championship the next year. And I was so grateful that they, they did that because I knew the year that we struggled and we finished eighth in the SEC, we had a new team. I grinded so hard, did everything I could to build up the girls that were not, that I wasn't going to be with next year. Like I, I still, I knew I wasn't going to be on the team. And all I could think about is we were struggling. Wasn't going to be our year to win a national championship. How can I make them better for the future? That's what, that's going to be my goal every single time is I want the very, very best out of the kids. And that's going to mean winning. You know, it's interesting as we kind of look ahead to what the team will be like, you were with us a good bit last year, you know, Knoxville world series. Like we saw you around uh, at, at supers. And I feel like last year's team, as we've discussed many times was one that, that just kept finding a way somehow kept fighting, kept, defying adversity and as you were just talking you know Alabama made the World Series last year but still I, I was it's felt connected to to the story that you were just telling how can you bring that mindset into team 28 and show them that hey all that stuff you did when Montana was hurt and when Prangy was out and Ship was out it can lead to this if you build on it yeah well hey I talked about that with Jenna Johnson yesterday she's amazing by the way um talked about to her about it because you know we were we were talking about what what can we do better this year and something that she said really struck struck me is that you know we found our identity but we found it really late um and I think that the mentality is not necessarily that you have to have a clear identity right from the start and fall but um understanding the foundations of that identity and building upon them throughout the season and not kind of having them click into place because Montana gets hurt but having them be there and build and get better as the season goes on and not just have them show up at the very last second. That's great. And, and you'll take that. You want, you want it to show up uh, better late than never, but so important that we start to build that mentality and build the foundation of the identity early in the fall and sooner. So that way, when we do get down the stretch, when it does get really hard in sec tournament time, regional super regionals that they feel ready and they don't feel like they're stepping onto a stage, uh, that they feel like they've already been on it. So to the important thing, as uh, we've, we've, when we've talked with you before, there have been times when uh, Dylan has come and she's kind of taken over the interview. Um, when she comes to Tuscaloosa, is she ready to take over T-Town? Oh my gosh, she's, she's so ready. Like I, that's like one of the things that I can't wait is that she, I'm biased cause she's my kid, obviously. Why wouldn't I be biased? Sure. She is the happiest friendliest like kindest but also rambunctious kid and she's gonna cheer she uh so i've been doing a lot of mariners games lately and she'll chant in front of the tv she'll be like julio julio <laughs> and uh let's go mariners and we were watching football the other day she's like need a strikeout i was like we're watching football we'll work on it but great great <laughs> attitude really <laughs> right um so she's gonna be awesome um you know i uh I grew up being a field rat when I was like four years old. My older cousin, who's about seven years older than me, played high level softball, a lot of travel tournaments. And I loved being at the field. I wanted to go to every single one of her practices. I wanted to shag balls in the outfield. I wanted to be the bat girl at her, all of her games. And so that was my upbringing. I just loved being at the field all day. And if she is my daughter, if she's anything like me, that kid is going to be in heaven, just playing at the Rhodes house all the time and having that be her backyard. She's a, she's a really lucky kid. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing yeah. to me. And, you know, I'm glad you mentioned the Mariners because I did want to ask you about that. 
You know, I heard you do an interview talking about that job a little bit ago, and you talked about the analytics and how much more present that is in baseball. And I know you haven't done it for a super long time with the Mariners, but it, I know that you've picked up some things watching those games and calling those games. What might you be bringing to Tuscaloosa from that experience in Seattle? Yeah, so that's been kind of on my mind a lot, actually, Gray. It's so interesting that you mentioned that because I think what you learn is in a 162-game season – how professional you really have to be as a major leaguer, how professional you have to be in your routine and your approach and how you can use that data to not necessarily stifle you. Cause we're getting more and more data in the game of softball. We're getting so much more analytics. We're getting so much more information and that can be overwhelming for a kid, especially a young kid. So what I've really valued in my experience with the MLB is understanding and expanding on my knowledge of data and how that affects the game, but also how hitters use it effectively how a hitter is going to be able to take that data and look at a spin rate and see a pitch and be like, okay, I need to make this adjustment because their spin rate is this good or their location and accuracy is here. So I got to be here or their sequencing or whatever it is that they like to throw in your, your favorite counts or whatever it is, favorable counts. Um, I think that's something that I've really enjoyed and an analytics Again, it's been part of my job for a really long time, but it's expanded in the last couple of years and especially expanded now that I've done baseball. So it'll be really cool to use the new technology that we're going to bring to Alabama softball and find ways to help players understand the data, but also use it to their benefit and not to overwhelm them or not to confuse them, because I think that's a really, really fine line. There are a couple of players uh, on Team 28 that are kind of very similar to what you were when you were a player. How excited are you to kind of get your hands on those players? Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. Uh, I see so much potential in some of those athletes. I think you look at, you know, maybe some of the outfielders. I think we're going to have one of the most athletic outfielders, outfields in the country. I think they're packed with speed. I love, you know, Larissa has a ton of potential. She's a young kid. Kristen White is so fast. I think we're going to up the slap game for Kristen. I think we're going to be able to expand on the base running and have some more speed threats, a little bit smarter game. Um game mentality and game approach and I think you know beyond that you look at some of the young kids and some of the older kids too but like Kenley Cahalan she's a lefty hitter like I can relate to that girl she was so young last year I think she's going to do phenomenal things so I cannot wait to work with hitters like that that have a tremendous amount of potential that are gonna you know be all Americans in the future like I, I'm, I'm so stoked to get uh, my hands on a, a bat and work with them because they're phenomenal talents and I think that can be said about the entire team I mean this is a, a very very talented team you just gotta put all the pieces together I'm curious because many times we've had you on this show with somebody else and that person is Madison Shipman we have already talked about the game from last year what did one of your besties say in response when you told her that you were coming to coach in T-Town. Yeah, there, there was only one Alabama-Tennessee game that really mattered last That's year. Right. I, the other one's, eh. The, but the other right. 12, I don't know what happened. Uh, so, you know, Madison Shipman is actually one of my my very, very best friends, and she was one of the people that I called when I first got offered the job to talk to her about it because she's got coaching experience, she has broadcasting experience, and her and I are probably the only two people on the planet that have – similar lives because um, we both got jobs in the MLB this summer. She's working with the, the Toronto Blue Jays doing a phenomenal job, just crushing it. I can't like compliment Madison Shipman enough. And um, obviously with Allie playing last year, um, we've just grown in our relationship. So, you know, she was just so supportive of me, supportive of either way. She was just happy, proud. Um, and we were talking earlier on the phone today and she was like, you know, like, Nashville's only a few hours away. Like, let's meet up. Like, let's hang out. I'm like, absolutely. We're going to see each other more now that I'm a coach than when we were both broadcasting and our paths took us in complete opposite directions all the time. <laughs> so meetups in Huntsville. I see. I think we'll probably. Why not? Let's right. all hang out at the rocket. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, when I, when I told my wife uh, that K Kayla bro is going to be our new assistant coach and she was like, Oh, from, What's good, bro? That's like, yeah, that's her. Should I? Yes. Let me flip the hat around. It's time for another and maybe the final. I don't know. We'll have to figure out how this whole bro coming on the podcast thing is going <laughs> right. to work. With now we got to go through sports information yeah. director. I texted and... Nate. And I was like, is it okay if bro comes <laughs> on? <laughs> uh, we're going we're gonna to do one more round of everyone's favorite game mm. when Caleb bro comes on. <clears throat> 
What's good, bro? <laughs> you did a bro. It was like last time. I feel like you did like more of a bra. What's I good, bra? Any works. Anything works. Um, everything is good in my life. I'm just so freaking pumped to be the next assistant coach at Alabama softball. Uh, I get chills. I wake up in the morning now and I'm thinking about the game and I'm thinking about how we can win, how I can talk to the players and inspirational things that I can tell them in ways that I can help them and um, offensively how we can help improve them at the plate. Like I just, I'm so stoked like to be a part of my family again too. I think that's, what's good is. And one of the big reasons that I said yes to Murph is because this is my family. Like Alabama softball is one of the greatest um, adventures of my life. And I'm excited to take my husband and my daughter on the ride with me, uh, husband again, but uh, it's just going to be, it's going to be so much fun. And I, I, there's nothing that's not good in my life right now to be honest. I know it's like everything's good. Um, so yeah, that that's it. it's all good. It's all good, bro. That's the correct answer. And you know, I think what a lot of people, I don't even know if misconstrue is the correct term, but just don't understand is the family piece that you talk about. It's why when Allie announced her retirement, everybody was so shocked, not just because they love Allie, but the fact that someone's leaving Alabama. Same with Steph, you know, and I think that that family component uh, is so strong in ways that the outside world can't even really imagine. And speaking for myself and for anybody else involved somewhat in the program, it's absolutely thrilling that you're coming back. I mean, this is, I was, I cannot explain how happy I was. <laughs> it's awesome. No, it's, uh, it's, I said this at the beginning, I've been doing broadcasting for almost 10 years and this was really hard, but this is the one job that's always been in the back of my mind. Hey, this is, this is how I would get back into coaching. It's for this program. It's for this university. It's for Tuscaloosa. It's for the amazing fans at the Rhodes house. It's for all of it. Cause it's not just one, it's not just one thing. It's the whole package. It's what it means to wear the A on your shirt. So I'm some stoked. It's not gonna be a jersey, but it'll be a shirt or a jacket or whatever I decide my first base coaching gear will be. But uh, I'm I'm stoked either way. Stu will hook you up. Sure, and and you you'll get here just in time. You have a season to acclimate, and then Oklahoma comes to the conference. So you, you'll be ready <laughs> yeah. to go. Yes, Buckle let's go. Up. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb Bro, the newest Alabama softball assistant coach. Bro, thank you so much for joining us here oh, on this okay. special episode of the Out of the Box Podcast. So there's our dear friend Caleb Bro. What's good, bro? All of it. Yes, as she said, indeed. And now we get to analyze it because that is also part of the gig that we have. That she doesn't have any more than we have. That's right. And I can't wait to pick her brain during games and to watch games on the road with her. And, oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. She's going to bring in uh, so much knowledge. And as we talked about during that interview there, a little bit of a different perspective because she has been watching the game kind of overall for the last decade. Yeah, we'll dive into that more on the other side. When we come back, more on this hire. Caleb Rose coming to T-Town. We'll talk about it when we return. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Out of the Box Podcast. Welcome home, Caleb Bro, Gray Robertson, Tom Canterbury. We just chatted with our dear friend Broski. And now let's talk about the hire. Uh, it checks the boxes that we talked about in the episode where we honored Allison Habits. I said it probably needs to be a woman. It is. We talked about alums. It is. You said it could be somebody in that video that we made for hmm. Allie. It is. Could be somebody on the wall. It, it is. is. Yes. And as Kayla talked about as coach bro. Wow. That's yeah. Strange coming out the mouth. 
<laughs> As she get, talked about, she have to get used to that. Yeah, yeah. She fills, you know, the hole in the staff. And we'll talk more about the connectivity. There were a lot of things that I really love that she said in that interview. But initially, when we discussed this three days ago before it was official, when we talked about this possibility, the one thing that we all agreed was everyone is going to love this. The alums, the fans, the team. And so far, that has proven true. Even the off the wallers seem on board. We have people on the list who are like, great hire. <laughs> wow. Didn't know you knew the word great. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it was great job messing up. Right, right. So, yeah, it, it's a universally loved hire as it should be. And, it, and like you said, it does check all the boxes. Um, and I think it addresses some of the, I don't know if deficiencies is the right word, but some of the areas uh, that fans, players, everybody look at and say, this needs to improve at Alabama. This this does it <laughs> like this, right. this in addition to um, what we talked about with Adam Arbor taking the new position as the hitting coach, uh, what he will bring Ryan moving over to a different position, what she will bring there. It all really does uh, on paper. I think it looks outstanding and, and looks like it's going to do nothing but uh, improve everything for Alabama. Right. And, you know, college football has taught us that there's no such thing as a good or a bad hire in the immediate. You have to actually wait and see what happens. Right. But all you can ask for is a hire that checks the boxes that makes sense and that you feel good about. And, and I think that is what Alabama has found here. And I loved what Kayla said about the communication between the assistants, uh, because I think what a lot of you folks out there, listeners, fans, what y'all what y'all think is all these coaches are put in boxes, you know, outfield coach, hitting coach, pitching coach, a little bit different because not everybody pitched, but it, it is a true staff. Everybody does have input on each other. Everyone will be communicating just because Caleb Rowe isn't the quote unquote hitting coach. That doesn't mean she's not going to talk to hitters right. about hitting. Yes. So I, I think that if that piece is already starting to come together, as Rowe talked about, then you have to feel good about what this coaching staff will look like in 2024. Yeah, if you don't think Stephanie Van Brekel might have mentioned something to a hitter every once in a while, uh, I don't know if you knew this, Steph, Steph hit when she was a player. She did. She did a little hitting. Uh, so, I mean, that, that's that's always been something that, you know, just because you are labeled one thing doesn't mean you can't help out in other areas. And that's another reason why uh, very few staffs have people that are actually labeled. Right. Uh, you know, I don't I think if you look on the staff directory right now, Adam Arbor isn't listed as hitting coach. He's an assistant coach. But if you read two sentences into his bio, he's, you know, working on hitting the press release <laughs> says that's what it says right yeah. there. Usually maybe a pitching coach is out there. But other than that, you know, you're either a head a head coach, you're an associate head coach or you're an assistant coach. And this is a situation where you bring in someone uh, like bro who has so much history with this program, so much knowledge uh, that she's going to be able to impart. And as we talked about too, it's a link back to the national championship, uh, but more importantly for her and for everybody else, it's a jumping off point for even more. Absolutely. And I think it's going to be so important for Coach Bro hmm. to also kind of forge her own identity as an assistant coach, because as she was talking I heard, I heard some Murph, I heard some Steph, I heard some Allie, and that's because they've all poured in to Kayla in some capacity to create an individual who will do different things to fire people up. And that's what really excites me, getting to know our good friend in this other capacity, getting to find out what Coach Kayla is like. And you mentioned just the stable of strong outfielders that Alabama has this year. Kristen White, we've talked about her potential. My gosh, bro, bro can break that ceiling, I think, with Kristen and Larissa Pruitt. We know what she can do. And actually, I think there are a lot of similarities between swings between Larissa and right. Kayla. And you've got incoming freshmen like Lauren Johnson. And you've got, I mean, you've got a ton of people that bro can impact in the outfield. Yeah, I mean, as you talked about, the athleticism in the outfield, if it is the starting three, Jenna, Kristen, and Larissa, I don't know of a more athletic outfield that you'll have anywhere, not just in the conference, maybe in the entire country. And then to be able to kind of hone in a lot of those skills for someone like Kristen and Larissa who are still developing, and then, you know, give 
give Jenna this last season of I think consistency, consistency really is what you're right. looking for from her this year. Sure. Uh, consistency and just, you know, elevate to the highest level that she can get to. Uh, it's going it's going to be a lot of fun to watch them. If they're taken under Coach Bro's wing, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to see. And it'll also be fascinating because you are trying to figure out the new leadership piece. You know, last year it was Montana and Prangy and Ship. And my gosh, they were taking that team through the wall. Sure. And... You know, we, we think we have an idea of who the leaders are. Bailey Dowlings, the Jenna Johnsons, you know, those folks, the, the 75 seniors on the team. But you also might need the voice of somebody who wasn't playing that long ago in Caleb Bro, who can kind of maybe provide that in the early going as everybody kind of figures out what their role is. For sure. That's going to be, you know, that's another box that she checks off. That's another reason why uh, Coach Murphy was going for somebody like Caleb Bro is that she has been a player not that long ago. And she has been involved in the sport uh, ever since. And it's it's going, she's going to bring a different element uh, than maybe somebody that, you know, just went straight to coaching right, right out of her playing days because she, she did so much uh, in broadcasting. And as you talked about, not just in softball, she's been working with Major League Baseball. She's been doing all these other things that's going to bring so many different um, elements to her. Yeah, and has covered international and pro and like she's been around. Yeah. So she knows what she's doing. And I am, I mean, just like, this is so exciting to me for so many reasons. I am excited on a personal level, as bro talked about right before we actually closed out the zoom, you know, we get to see a lot more of her. It it used to be like a nice treat when we would get (laughs) the two weekends a year to see Kayla bro. And I mean, again, just the stamp that she's going to put on this program. I'm fascinated to see the working relationship between her and coach Murphy, because it is, difficult maybe not difficult but it is interesting going from player to broadcaster to colleague and that's something that i'm really curious about once the season begins and once practice and fall ball really get going because the team is starting to get ready right about now for the first fall ball games i was gonna say it's yeah it's not gonna be that long till we're gonna see coach bro in the first base coaching box wild it's going to be nuts. As I asked that question, I had not wrapped my head around it. Yeah. It is going to be it is going to be weird. I miss Allie, but I'm excited to see bro. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that's how it is. It's usually how it is for players because, you know, college, college sports, there's turnover. You know, you're always going to miss the players that are gone, but you're excited to see the new ones come in. Now we got it with the coaches. Too. Yeah. And, and honestly, you know, I've seen on fan sites, unfortunately. I kind of broke my rule. I've oh, seen no. uh, some hatred and some already Debbie Downerness coming for this year's team. And in a way, I kind of get it. This is probably the most turnover an Alabama team has ever had, ever across the board. You're losing a generational pitcher and you're losing your associate head coach of 25 years. Right. <laughs> like, wow. But, yes. you know, after our conversations in these last two episodes with Allie and with Caleb Bro. If you're still a hater, then, you know, probably a lost cause. Yeah, it's like you just might as well just go find another team to root for. Uh, because uh, this one is going, I don't, there's not going to be a lot of people picking them to win the national championship or probably even make the Women's College World Series preseason. It's going to be really interesting where they are in our SEC preseason poll. Right. So I think this team is going to be a little bit under the radar to start off with. Uh, which I think is going to make it even more sweeter when they do accomplish a lot of really great things. <laughs> 2019. <laughs> Excuse like, me. Because I think that's what's going to happen. <laughs> Whooping cough that's got me. Right, wow. Right. Hate it when that happens. Oh, man. Is there anything else that we should touch on about this besides just our complete and utter joy? And she, We didn't talk about it in the interview, but before we got on the air, we were talking with Kayla for a minute, and she said she had been on the phone with Allie, and you know, I, I know Allie's not going to be there all the time, She's going to be around. And right. I, I know she's going to be very, very supportive of uh, Bro and this entire staff and this team. And as we talked about with her in, in our last episode. So I, I know that that's something else that is really going to uh, to help her. Absolutely. And, you know, it really stuck out to me that Kayla, I think in the second sentence of the statement on RollTide.com specifically mentioned, I am forever grateful to Allison Habits. And I, it's an honor to to follow her in this position, something like that. I'm paraphrasing, but I, I think that goes with the point you just made. Yeah. And, and again, you know, just over the moon, just like <laughs> I, can't, I can't explain how happy I am 
and we certainly don't think uh, Kayla is going to rupture her Achilles four plays in. So I think that's going to also be a positive. Well, if she does, I have questions. <laughs> I don't know what has happened. First base coaching box. You, like, you, you don't have to do right. much. You would hope not. Hopefully they won't have the same turf they have at MetLife Stadium. Oh, my gosh. R-E-L-A-X took a whole oh. new turn. I Real quickly, I have no rooting interest one way or the other on the Jets or Aaron Rodgers. But him getting hurt four plays in is about the roughest thing it's the most jets as we sit here on our softball podcast it's the most jets thing (laughs) i mean i think i texted that to you i said the jetsiest of all jettisoned moves or something yeah what yeah i have never seen a and they won the game which is remarkable (laughs) my who knows maybe the only one this year probably not that defense is good right but cj mosley and company yeah you know quinnon Doing yeah, Quinnen, Quinnen's pretty good. But like, man, of all the down bad franchises, you could make the argument that the Jets are top three and down baddest. I'm talking <laughs> right. like any pro sport. Ugh. And with all the hope and the joy and mm. the possibility teaming, you have this man leading the team out of a tunnel with an American flag. On 9-11. Honoring... Yeah. The memory of all of those lost on 9-11, a special ceremony, and then it just, like, hard unravels. Knocks. We just watched Hard Knocks I for mean, a month and a half. Literally and, all oh. of Monday Night Countdown was just different ESPN analysts <laughs> interviewing Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> and then they brought in John McEnroe because right. they'd run out of analysts. And when it happened on the Manning cast, uh, Peyton was like, all I know is Aaron Rodgers. If he's out, I'd have nothing for you <laughs> for the rest of this game. Oh, anyway, my, my apologies for bringing us down that rabbit hole, but man, well, just what, the roughest. What would it be if not for an out of the box <laughs> podcast rabbit hole about something random? What else should we talk about? I literally cannot tell you a single movie that has come out. In the last <laughs> month. I have no, ever since Barbie Heimer, I don't know anything that's happened. I don't think any movies actually come out that's been worth anything. <laughs> uh, Equalizer three. Have you yeah, seen okay. any of those? I've, I've actually heard it's the best of the three. Okay. According to the people I trust in the movie business. But see, I don't love some Denzel. Miller. Sure. I mean, it, it, that one looked good, but I've not seen any Equalizer, so I don't. I do not know. It has been a bad August, so I'm not gonna lie. So you're not off base. Okay. It's been there. Thank you. It hasn't been a booming August. I figured that would be a good transition to things that were coming up later on this podcast very good thank we you. will be doing some out of the box offices eventually we keep having these we have actual news keeps happening i know which is not what we do but it pertains to our you know main subject better right. so yes. we kind of have to do it mm-hmm. i wouldn't call us you know jim carrey mr exclusive bruce nolan from bruce <laughs> almighty but occasionally we do yes. jump on board sure and uh we will get back to regularly scheduled off-season programming with Out of the Box Office. You might not know what movies have come out this year, but you will in mm. that series. Okay. And we have our friends Kevin Brown. And uh, did you see the new trailer for Killers of the Flower Moon that dropped five hours ago? I saw there was one. I have not watched it yet. but I, 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 I'm sure you'll show it to me when this is up. Probably. Okay. We'll have 30 minutes to edit <laughs> our Jets conversation. You better keep all that in. I absolutely am. <laughs> Are you kidding? This is why people subscribe. This is what they want. And it's why they follow the Twitter account at out of the box underscore pod or our personal accounts, right, Tom? Sure. T Canterbury RTR on the Twitter. At, on the X, excuse me. Oh, <laughs> you're okay. okay. It's fine. <laughs> at Gray underscore Robertson on the Twitter or the X. And I must say, we gotta make a decision. Are we going with Twitter? Are we going with X? Because if I keep seeing X, comma, formerly oh, known as Twitter, Twitter, right? Like we get it. We know. We, we're we at the wake, but it's time to move on. No funeral has ever lasted this long. Ever. <laughs> Just make a decision. Where? What are we? Right. And proceed. Sounds good. I'm keeping the bird, so it's Twitter to me. But I'm not saying, you know, Twitter, now known as X. Like, that's not what we're doing. Just one or the other and go with it. <laughs> Just pick one. That's all we ask. I guess we should get ready for soccer and volleyball and whatever else is happening here in the fall. Maybe football's still happening. Who's to say? I was told the season's not over. What? Yes, I know. No. Every analyst and Twitter, now known as X, pundit, has said that it's time to give away the season tickets. Man. 
you know, the thing is, <laughs> if you play a top 10 team on the second week of the regular season, you might lose the game. It's possible. There is chances of that happening. It's possible. Texas better than I thought they were. Texas tougher than I thought they were. Maybe legitimately back. Like yeah. if they're not in the conversation for the playoff, they have really screwed something up yeah. toward the end of the season. That being said, uh, Alabama, not as bad as people are making them out to be. Also, as we've talked about in a softball stance on this mm. pod, yes, uh, teams do get better. Yes, they do. You know, seasons, they are uh, progressions. Things change. How do you respond? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's going to be the question, and we'll find out. Now, this week, as we're recording, the trip to Tampa and South Florida, um, if you go, go to the Columbia, the number, mm-hmm. number one on, on the podium this year. Uh, but the game, I don't know how much we'll, turn, we'll find out because South Florida, not good. You might be able to make it to the Columbia for dinner. Right. Apologies to Will Turner, FGCL. Yeah, get Uh, a 5 o'clock reservation. Right. You can leave fourth quarter. Probably going to be good by then. Right. We'll be fine. Yeah, knock on wood. Now, the next week, home against Ole Miss. This could be the worst cold takes exposed if it's (laughs) a tight game in the fourth quarter. Then we'll have have a different discussion. Oh, no. Yeah, next against Ole Miss, maybe bro will come, come hang out with us we'll Sounds do a good. tailgate who's to say yeah all right this has been just a just a winding road god bless you if you're still listening wow wow we went full ringer here we just went down the path of least and most resistance i don't know if you know and this, it was long that this is not scripted i don't know if you've <laughs> been able to figure that out just coming coming ramble okay you know honestly i think that we reached and then we'll finish i think that we reached a new level of unhinged when we did the eh, let's pull out the phone and record while we're here in okc pod (laughs) sure and since then every episode it's taken us 20 minutes to finish a podcast there is an element of just rambling on a phone at some point on every podcast oh my gosh i mean i could whip out the off the wall notes i already have but we'll save that yeah yeah until then we're excited caleb bro the newest alabama assistant coach coach bro coming in oh yeah coach bro what's what's i'll figure something out and we have to come up with a roy kent saying too that's our homework as well you know i've never seen an episode of dead so that's why you were quiet i was like yeah i have Mm. i know of it but i Well, while this episode is downloaded, we'll go watch the first season. We'll have time. Yes. Until next time, whether it be out of the box office or the SEC all-time pitcher draft, which I guess I have to find a new panelist. Oh, yeah. She (laughs) might be a little busy. She might be a little busy. Yeah. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Until then, we'll see you next time. For Tom Canterbury, I'm Gray Robertson. Congratulations to Caleb Rowe. Welcome home. See you later, everybody.